Hello, brothers, and welcome back to KKSI Presents. I'm your host, Bonco, National Vice President for Student Affairs. I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be a part of this production. And of course, I cannot do any of this on my own. I have some amazing help from our national communications team, our student advisory committee, and of course, a special shout out to our editors, Ryan Smith, for all of his hard work and dedication to KKSI. So to all of our returning listeners, welcome, welcome, welcome back. And thank you all so much for your support and your continued support and for your reaching out, all of your suggestions and ideas. Um, completely appreciate all of you and your just your continued support. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, hello, welcome. And we also would love for you to be a returning listener. So please come back. Uh, we do appreciate you taking the time to join us today. This podcast is, of course, brought to you by... Kappa Kappa Psi, National Honorary Band Fraternity. Uh, the purpose of this series is to provide some insight, some helpful suggestions, some helpful tips too, and just to showcase the different voices of the, of the brotherhood in a hopefully entertaining fashion that will keep you coming back and hopefully that will add to your experience overall. So today's guest joins us all the way from the Western District. What time zone? I'm not sure yet, but just wanted to say thank you for joining us um, because I know that the time zones do cause some uh, frustration, sometimes some confusion over uh, getting things scheduled. So thank you so very much. Um, and just more specifically, uh, Joey is coming from uh, Boise State. Is that correct? Yes. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Is that is that Boise? Is that the yes. city? Okay. <laughs> We're learning things today. Uh, so Joey is currently serving as member at large for the Western District, and I'm so very excited to see what and hear what he has to share. So without further delay, let's pass things over to our guest for official introductions. Joey. Hello. Uh, so my name is Joey Cicino. My home chapter is uh, the IOTA Kappa chapter from Boise State University in Boise, Idaho. Um, my major is kind of a mouthful. I am a major in games, interactive media, and mobile technology. It's basically just a super glorified game development major, but I learn a lot of stuff in it, and I have a very, very extensive portfolio from it. So it's it's fun. It's, it's easy computer science. Um, some leadership info about me. I served as the webmaster um, for my chapter for two years. I served as the webmaster for the Western District uh, this past year, and now I am the member at large. I'm still pretty active as a webmaster assistant type role in my chapter. And I just love anything technology wise. Uh, when it comes to helping out, that's the first thing I will always jump on. Okay. And then some facts about me, just silly little things. I really, really like frogs a lot. I used to figure skate uh, just for, oh God, how long? It's been a while. I've, I skated for about 15 years on and off. It's mm -hmm. been a while, but I miss it and i have two cats uh two black cats named lumos and berlios mm, okay well i hope that you know i know our listeners can't see your cats but hopefully i will be honored or privileged to see them out and about today on your screen so once again, just wanted to say thank you so, so much, Joey, for taking the time to join us today and for that wonderful introduction. Um, so let's go ahead and get into the questions. So 2020, COVID-19, we've talked about this enough, but I did want to ask, how are you adapting to this new normal and all the pivoting? I think the biggest thing that has helped me out is not stressing too much about planning in advance. That used to be something that I would try to take the initiative of starting in college for the sake of me not getting stressed out. Yeah. But I'm now learning that that's something that's going to stress me out more if I try to do that right now. 
definitely just taking things a day at a time, mm-hmm. trying to find positives and everything, not to an extent that's unhealthy, but to an extent that's going to hopefully in the end bring more positivity once we get out of this. Yeah. Definitely I've just been trying to appreciate every single little thing that comes my way. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, and, you know, and when it comes to just how we are adjusting, I, I think it's not just the adjusting in how we do things. It's not just adjusting the things that we do. Uh, but I, like you mentioned, it's, it's going to be that mental shift and that perspective as well. And, you know, at the end of the day, like COVID's happening, <laughs> like we, we can't control it. We can't stop it. We can do our own part. Um, but, you know, if we choose to focus on all that we're missing out on, we choose to focus on all the negatives, all of like how things are just so different. I, I think it, it really takes a toll on somebody. And what I can say, and I think what any of anybody who knows Joey can say is that like, every time I see you have this wonderful smile on and like at any meetings, SAC meetings, like this wonderful smile. And I know it, it always energizes me. So I know that you all or who are listening can't see it, but I hope you feel it. As Joey is speaking, I hope you can feel this uh, positivity, this like gratitude just to have the experience to, to be a part of, um, you know, university marching band and to, to be a part of KK side. So, uh, thank you so much for, for sharing and I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. So my next question for you, uh, and we're kind of maybe do a little bit of a throwback. If you, if you want to walk us through, how did you get involved with KKSI? So interestingly enough, I had a sister start talking to me about KKSI. She, uh, her name is Cheyenne and she's currently a sister at UCLA. I don't remember the chapter off the top of my head, but the the, uh, the chapters for KKSI and TBS at UCLA are, are super, super cool. Love them to death. Uh, but she heard I was going to Boise State and she kind of took the initiative to look up if they happened to have either chapter there and saw that the IOTA Kappa chapter was there. So she reached out to me and was like, hey, I know you're going to the school. I just wanted to reach out to you and tell you about this cool organization. And I know you used to help out a lot in high school and you did drum major stuff. And I think that you'd fit really, really well. So I looked into it, was super interested. And then when I finally got up here to Boise State, that was one of the first things I started asking members about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our band camp has like a Wednesdays were Greek or pink day. Mm -hmm. And I saw everybody like wearing KKSI letters. And those were the people that I immediately started going up to and asking questions. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of from day one, getting into college, that was one of the biggest goals I had was to be a part of this organization. And I just did everything I possibly could. I tried to go to every service event, every single bonding event. Yeah. I was kind of going through an identity crisis coming in to college. And I think between band and KKSI, it really, really gave me the opportunity to kind of explore that more and mm-hmm come to some of the conclusions I've had, I've had about myself now. And it's, it's definitely helped me a ton. I'm forever thankful. So I try to stay involved however I can now is just to say, thank you. (laughs) I love that. I love that. So, you know, I, I always find it interesting because I, I hear, all the different stories um, that we interview of how people get involved in KKSI and anywhere from, you know, I was told to go. Um, I had, you know, I, I just, showed up because other people were there. They had free food. Um, and it's, I think it's, I, I'm, it's always refreshing to hear how certain 
band communities, certain areas, certain campuses will have uh, a culture where they're able to actually talk to people um, before the recruiting process. This is like, you know, so that people know about what we do. Um, and I will say when I showed up to college and I saw all these like KK pitchfork, like I, I, I genuinely did not know what any of this meant. Like I was like, why it, like, why is it a KK like fork thingy? Like, I genuinely don't understand. So it's always cool to kind of get different perspectives and different stories. And the reason I asked it because I asked because I hear a lot of students um, and I mean, even alums who talk about like, you know, is, is KK site worth it? Like is being a part of all of this and all the different changes happening? Like, is it worth it? And sometimes, you know, I, I, we can't tell them how to feel. We can't tell them what to do with that experience. But I always like to at least ask people like, you know, take a moment, just kind of reflect and like go back and think about how you get, how you got started. And like, as you were talking about this, I, I you know, I saw multiple times where you, you, you literally, you really lit up and you smile and it's like, those are good memories. These are like how you start an organization. And, and you know, I, you know, sometimes when you get involved in these organizations, like when you get really deep in the weeds and, and doing kind of like looking behind the curtains, you see these things or they, it affects how you see the organization. But I would say like, I encourage everyone listening, especially during these trying times to think back on your experience and think back how you got started and, and think back on the people who influence you. Um, and especially with, with, it, it coming close to the holidays, like maybe reach out to individuals who helped you get involved and give thanks, show, show that gratitude. Cause I'm sure they don't hear it enough. And I'm sure they don't even think like, Oh wow. Like I helped influence this person uh, in this way. And Joy, like you mentioned, you know, like going through an identity crisis. I mean, I think many, uh, I mean, culture, college is a, a culture shock for many people. Um, and I think it's, a, it's being part, going on that journey to find yourself. And I'm just so happy to hear KKSI played such a big part in your journey of self-discovery as well. So thank you for sharing. Um, so my next question for you will, hmm, so we talked about your past. So let's talk about KKSI in general. What, what is your favorite thing or memory or aspect about KKSI? I think for me, getting to just meet so many people from different parts of the country mm -hmm. up until college, I was very restricted to the West coast. So I had never really been farther uh, East than like Colorado when I was like 12, which I don't really, <laughs> I didn't count. <laughs> time. So yeah. my knowledge on like just how people were, was very, very limited. Um, so KKSI has given me the opportunity to speak to so many people mm -hmm. across just all districts um, a lot of the closest friends I have now are like all the way out in like uh, the Southeast district. And those are people that I never thought I'd have any reason to talk to. And now I talk to them like almost weekly. And it's definitely given me a lot of very new perspectives in life. Just I, things I've heard from people that I would have never thought about or never had a reason to really have conversations about if it weren't for me being able to have them as resources and outlets. Um, the West coast is definitely very isolated, um, from the rest of the district sometimes, but really utilizing my resources has given me the opportunity to really grow in that aspect of just like being able to think way past the, like the little box that I grew up in. Yeah, that's, that's and it's, it's interesting to hear too, just because, um, I would say I, I, I just recently learned about, um, how 
when, when people either talk about the Western District or think about the Western District, uh, you don't think about how spread out the chapters are. Um, you don't think about, you, you know, if you're so used to your own home district, you know, that's, that's what you know. But when you think about, and, you know, I've, I've also heard, recently heard comments like, oh, you know, the Western District is isolated or not thought of. So, it, you know, I, I think sharing this is important as well, because sometimes, uh, again, we, we take what we have for granted. Uh, you know, those of us who are from different districts um, and even just kind of looking at the Western District, the opportunities and how which we can strengthen those bonds. And just like, you know, the the, the possibilities go, you know, years forward, because I often hear people say, like, the next hundred years, like, what is that going to look like? Well, let's look at the Western District in the next hundred years. What, what could that look like? And I think it's important to, to, to point that out. And right now, especially when we're essentially like redefining, rediscovering brotherhood, fellowship, um, how to create and maintain relationships, um, how to create memories so that members like, like yourself can continue to love and give back to this organization um, and don't feel like, oh, it was a waste of your time. So no, I, I really do appreciate you sharing not only, I mean, it's just at the end of the day, like we, cut, we, we, we joined for the people. I mean, yes, the service is great. Yes, the, the musicality, the leadership is great. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's the people that, that we, we, are here for it's it's the people that keep us here um and the, these connections are just so very powerful and i myself am guilty like you know like uh quality time is not my love language uh i try but it's not my love language so like hearing what you said just like i am i'm having to reflect and i had to take some notes too i was like bomb be better <laughs> like be better try harder um you know be there show up to be that to be your to be a brother like don't isolate brothers don't isolate just because you're so busy just because things are hard right now like don't isolate people um so thank you for sharing that and giving me a moment to kind of reflect on myself as well so thank you um very very cool so my next question for you and you know what before i get to my next question i did want to ask something like if when it comes to your home chapter and or your your home district is there anything like unique or quirky that like people you think people should know about the western district or or your home chapter I think the biggest thing that I've noticed with our district compared to others, um, and as just especially within my chapter itself, we definitely put, it seems we, we put a lot more energy into just like brotherhood and bonding specifically, just because we know how our like geographic limitations are. So whenever we have any opportunity to like meet up and talk to other like chapters, we go for it and we will drive hours just to hang out with one chapter for like a couple days. Um, and even like just outside of chapter events, uh, our, uh, football conferences. So the mountain West and the PAC 12, we have like a discord server and there is a frequent group of us, probably at least 20 who are on like every other night, just talking for hours and hours. Um, not all of them are in KK side, but a lot of them are. Yeah. And I think just the biggest thing that's always been important to us is just, we know how spread out we are. So whenever we can be together, we will utilize that time as much as we possibly can. I love that. So one, I would love to see a, some sort of workshop on how to work discord, because I kid you not, we were, uh, we were doing a, a North central district alumni association event and just, I, and I will admit the first event we did a few months ago, I tried to do, I was like, I don't understand how to work Discord. 
like for the life of me, I did not know how to work. And I was like, I am so confused. And I didn't realize like you have to do like you're on discord and then when you play like a game, like Whiplash or whatever, like it's on a different, like, it was the whole thing. So one would love to see some sort of workshop on that. So that you know, maybe other chapters can, can leverage me, like learn that as well Two, Um, if there's space for another friend, I would love to join and get to know people. So I'm just gonna make a shameless plug for myself. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I, you know, I, I, and I came into the question assuming there was going to be something about potatoes, but I'm assuming no. We have a lot of potatoes. Okay, actually, I do have a story. So uh, one thing, the other thing the Western District is known for is we do a fight song competition at a Western District Convention every year. And uh-huh. we always make a big deal about it. And each uh, chapter has their own little gimmick that they do. Um, Oh God, I don't remember what chapter it is, but there is like a chapter who will just put on like a whole on show and like their sousaphones will bring their in, like whole sousaphones to whatever convention they're at. And they will just like run around and it's it's a good time. What Boise State usually does is we have a whole thing that we do and we always have some form of a potato. I think it was WDC 2018, Evan Thompson was there uh-huh. and somebody bought like a real potato and we like had this potato that we were like praising in the middle of our fight song. And Cammie, who's one of the past Western district member at larges just runs up to Evan Thompson and hands him this potato. And then he kept trying to give it back to her and she like kept running away. Like she would not let him give it back. He had to keep that potato. (laughs) Oh God. I love that. That's too funny. I, I, I'm going to have to ask him about it. Um, Okay, Evan, I don't, I, you're probably not listening, but if you are, please let me know about this potato and if you still have it. If you, so yeah, that's all I want to know. Okay, cool. Um, that really was this a really long way of me wanting to ask about potatoes, but then I didn't really know how to ask about potatoes. But here we are. Okay. So my, my next serious question, we're back on scripts now. Um, looking at KKSI and your experience with, within KKSI, um, I wanted to ask you, how do you think this fraternity has helped shape you into the person you are today. Oh God. Um, I definitely think in terms of, <laughs> that wasn't like a bad, Oh God, that was just like a, there's a lot. <laughs> um, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I don't think I would have the ability or the confidence to just like reach out to people like I do now, uh, if it weren't for KKSI, I definitely have noticed a shift in just my ability to kind of exist without hesitation, if that makes any sense. Again, I had like a big identity crisis, like senior year of high school going into freshman year of college. And once I was able to learn how to just kind of accept that, um, even as I like grew and learned more about myself and just accepted things about myself, uh, that whole process, I think made me realize that talking to people isn't a scary, bad thing, um, all the time, (laughs) at least. Um, and even when it is, it's just kind of trying to see those kinds of difficult conversations from more than just your perspective. Mm -hmm. And I definitely did not have that ability to kind of think that proactively, 
um, before KKSI. And, and even being in just like a leadership position now, yeah. it's one thing to be in an officer position on a chapter level, but then when you're on a district level and you're speaking to officers from completely different states, completely different districts, it's, again, a good opportunity to just understand other people's points of views. Yeah. And those yeah. can either just shape your own or add on to yours. Yeah. I definitely don't think I would get that kind of opportunity on a college level if it weren't for this fraternity. Yeah. You know, I, I think my, my, all of that was inc- incredibly powerful. And I think, you know, many people can definitely um, relate to that. I think for me, the biggest takeaway that I would love to see in a shirt. Um, so if anyone would like to use this as a fundraiser, please do is exist without hesitation. I love that to exist without hesitation. Uh, and I, and I would, I would, I would definitely echo some of that for myself too is, and what I've learned now that I'm in the real world is that the opportunities we get and the exposure we get to leadership development, to conflict resolution, communication styles and strategies, you get so much of that in KK site that you really just don't get in the real world. You don't get that type of training unless you're willing to pay thousands of dollars for it to go to a conference or to have a coach of some sort. Like this is such valuable experiences that we're having. And, and I continue to ask students, like, what is it that you want from this experience? Who do you want to be? Like, as you were going through the ritual, it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff to unpack, but then as you're going through your experience, is it just to exist? Is it just to be there? Is it just to go through the motions? Is it just to, to kind of check off, you know, write a check, send it in. And then, I mean, I actually don't know how to write a check. So when you wire the money, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you just sit in a, in, in, in chapter meetings and just kind of are there or do you, are you more intentional about it? Are you working towards something? And I, and I love that. And especially with the shirt that you have on right now, like be the change. Um, it'd be the change. And, and, and I think that change can just, if it's just for your world and your life, I mean, that that's powerful. And I think that's it would be incredibly important because when you leave this fraternity, my hope and goal is that people can look back on this and say that this helped me become a better person, not just a better leader, not just a better musician, not just a better servant leader, or, uh, but just like, I am a better human being because of KK Psy. I am more well suited for the real world because of, because of KKSI. And in general, if we want, if we want to talk about tangibles and stuff like you, this, these are responses that you can utilize in job interviews. Um, and just, you know, as you're communicating like this, this is, this is very helpful and, and useful stuff. So thank you so much. Exist without hesitation. I love that. Okay. So my next question for you is with 2020 coming to an end, as you were looking at these next uh, couple of months, what's the most important thing for you to accomplish for the holidays? If you accomplish nothing else, what's like that most important thing? Gosh, <laughs> I think this is just more like a, a mental accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to worry less about dates of things. Yeah. I have a lot of projects that I would like to do, just very ambitious things uh, in KKSI and outside of KKSI. Yeah. And I, I I like formulate these thoughts in my head and I'm like, okay, there's this thing I want to do, but I have to do it by then. And if I don't do it by then, I can't do it anymore. Um, yeah. I, need to, I think my biggest accomplishment is getting to the point in my head where I don't feel like I'm 
rushed constantly. Even if I don't get this thing done, I've created an idea. And if I think it's a good idea and I think it's worthwhile, um, I don't have to be the one to do anything with it necessarily, but I can still present it to people. And if I don't get the time to do it, other people could do it and they might even get to do it better. Um, I know that's a very like vague, weird (laughs) answer to that question, but it's just kind of something I've been thinking about. And I think that's really good, too, because I think in general, I mean, many people, I would say, probably are struggling with some sort of like there's this uh, I was talking to a chapter on Sunday and we were talking just about like that kind of like anxiety of like you you're just you're in one place. You're like you're just you sit in your chair, you're on your screen a lot Um, there. You would think that you have a lot more time. So you try to fill this these gaps and these voids um, in activity that you usually wouldn't have with all these different things. And um, it ends up, you know, like people's to-do list starts to get longer, more dense, and people start to get more anxious and and people start to feel guilty. I mean, I, as servant leaders, like if we can't do something, like we feel guilty. I think naturally we feel, we feel guilty or there's some avoidance because we know that we can't do it perfectly. So we just avoid it. And as we're looking through this, I, I think it's, I think, I mean, I think that's, that's very powerful and wise, like being okay with not meeting a deadline. I think at the end of the day, if something is that important and it, like we don't meet that deadline, I think it's going to be okay. You know, now let's say like the election, like that's probably a deadline that we don't want to miss. Um, but like other things that you have set for yourself, like give yourself that grace and that space to be able to actually expand into the work make sure that that work makes sense to you and you're not just forcing that work you're not forcing that effort because it, it could cause burnout because right now what i'm noticing even for myself is there's not a lot of different variety of things I'm, i can do that I would usually like to do to fill my cup so i have to be very cognizant to protect my willpower my energy um to make sure that i can continue to show up as my best self whatever that may look like so, so what, what would you say, I'm, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of this is like, what would you say, let's say, you know, students who are coming to you and saying, Hey, I'm feeling extremely anxious. I feel like I'm like really bad, a really bad brother because I'm not accomplishing as much as I usually should or, or, or usually would have, what would you share with somebody? Like, what's your advice to them? I mean, I think talking about it is just a big step in itself. Cause I know that's really, really hard for people to kind of admit that they have any kind of vulnerability in that sense. Talking about it just alone is a big step. I think sometimes there's this pressure of, I have to do all these things and like other people are depending on me. If I can't get them done, I'm like a disappointment. Um, I think a lot of people forget that we are all here to help and we're all human and none of us are perfect and we make mistakes. And sometimes we have these things that we want to do and we want to help with and we just can't do them. And I, that's okay. <laughs> just a lot of people don't say that a lot. Um, and I would just ask, ask them if they wanted any help um, or if that was a thing that they really, really needed to stress out about right now. If there was something else I think that they could do that would maybe fill that gap for them. There's a lot of options. And I think right now, especially there's a lot of people that are kind of feeling, feeling that feeling that guilt of just, I'm not doing enough. I feel like I have all this time, but at the same time, I'm just not doing anything with it. But I would, yeah, I would just say, ask for help, talk to people. Uh, 
don't do anything that is outside of your means. Yeah, 100%. And I, I, I love that you mentioned that because I think in general, uh, we just, we just, we all want to do our part. And I get that. We want to feel like, you know, highly fully functional individuals and want to do the best that we can into, you know, to AEA. And sometimes that, I mean, it's obviously it's going to look different. I mean, what I challenge, what I would love to challenge people to do is kind of take note of when you are trying to push yourself to do these things, like what is that production level and what's the quality of work that you're, you're putting out there? Cause I would bet to, I, I would bet that the quality of work probably isn't as high that the work that you do probably isn't probably not as effective, but if you give yourself the time to really rest and to, to, to just to fill your cup and then to come back and, and then set a time where you actually do that work, I think you'll find it more fulfilling. You'll find yourself not as burnt out. You'll find that the quality probably is just a higher quality of work. And what I have learned myself here is, you know, somebody who just cannot sit still and somebody who has to literally sign up for everything because I have to fill my time, like sitting down and resting, that, that makes me anxious. So what I'm learning through all of this, and I, and I would love to share with, with uh, you all as well as, you know, I, I have learned to be able to just go on these walks, bike rides. And I, you know, I, I'm lucky. I, I live in a city where I can walk around, where I feel safe walking around and like I can, there's beautiful things to look at, a lot of history. Um, uh, and I know that's not the case for everybody, but finding something where you can just let your mind wander. Cause I think, I think there's something therapeutic and something healing about that for your brain. Um, letting yourself and, you know, and what I've also learned is like, as I'm going to YouTube, I'm not just like wandering aimlessly for the, the random videos. Like I am trying to be intentional about music. And like just last night I was watching, some, I was just pulling up some of my favorite, uh, live performances from, from pre COVID. And that just like, that, that just really warmed my heart because it's like, wow, this like, this is like, how amazing is music bringing all these people together. So you've been trying different things and just kind of take notice, um, how you react to these different things. And if you are really struggling, you have people here like Joey who can help you, who are here for you, you have your district officers, your district governors, and of course your national council members here for you. And I know it's obviously it's going to be scared to, to, to reach out. I myself am sometimes scared to reach out to people. Um, and, but you know, just know that we are all human. We are struggling together, but we want to make sure we, that we support each other. We're there shoulder to shoulder. Right. So Joey, I did have a question um, before we get into your, our fun questions. Um, and I may have asked this before, but Mal, what does that stand for? What, what does a Mal do? So Mal is member at large. This is something that actually my district and our council have been kind of asking ourselves, um, especially yeah. this year, is what, to us at least, what does the MAL mean or what does the MAL do? The biggest yeah. thing that I've tried to emphasize with this position is really, and like just trying to stress communication, um, mm -hmm. just in multiple aspects, conflict management, um, personal communication, We've had um, some struggles in the past with just, again, we have a very, very spread out district. Sometimes we come to conventions and there's things that have been happening that nobody knew about until we got to convention. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think one of the big members, uh, members, one of the big things about member at large is you are supposed to be in a way, the voice of your district. Um, you're supposed to be able to reach out to your 
chapter members and brothers and ask them what is going on with them. If there are things that they would like to see, if there are struggles that they're having. Yeah. Really emphasizing those talking points. I think sometimes we get really, really caught up in like the service and um, ritual stuff and just all the really busy body things. We don't always take the time to sit down and really understand how that works yeah. and how sometimes when you get into these situations, how you got to those situations, what mm-hmm. could you have done differently? Um, is it a matter of like this group of people or is it a matter with yourself or is it a matter with maybe just an individual member? Yeah. And I'm really trying to define this position uh, to be an officer that you can reach out to, even if it's not about business things, you can just reach out to the member at large and be like, Hey, um, I'm having this personal issue. I wanted to know if you had suggestions for myself, for my chapter. That's what I would like to see the position being um, this year and within the future. Yeah. I mean, and well, first off, thank you for sharing that again. I, I, I think I will have to ask like a thousand more times for me to actually understand what a mal is and just to understand like the role and the purpose. And I mean, I, I do this with all of the positions. And I hope that everyone does so that, you know, we are looking and making sure that we are staying on top of the structural um, and the leadership needs of, of our fraternity and our, our members. Um, but, you know, there are lots of big topics out there that we could be talking about, you know, anywhere from Black Lives Matter, like how are we as a fraternity um, keeping true to the statements that we put out that we made and and standing in solidarity to topics of inclusivity, equity, right? So I know that inclusivity is something that's really important to you. I just wanted to to give you the space if you had anything, any thoughts to share about this inclusivity or anybody who may be listening that is either struggling with like how learning how to be more inclusive within their chapters or something that they're uh, passionate about as well, that they just wanted to hear more about. Definitely. Uh, Another thing that I've been thinking a lot about um, from my position is that the Western district is very spread out, but because of that, we just come from so many different diverse areas and there's just so many diverse members within our district. I've been trying to let those people come out more and share their experiences more and getting um, get to be involved more. And I've like we do this thing called Snarky's Challenge in the Western District, and it's kind of been evolving into something different the last few years. This year, I'm really trying to emphasize bonding between brothers and sisters. And I've been trying to just give stupid little prompts every month, not stupid, but like just silly, fun, not super serious business things um, as that kind of space. And I've noticed just even with that, I've been seeing brothers and sisters posting that I have never like heard from, or I've seen them and I've heard like of them, but I've never really seen them kind of be more public about like their ideas and their experiences. Um, and I, I've really am enjoying it a lot. Um, I don't think that's something we've seen to this extent from our district in a while. And it's really, really, really helpful. Just having that kind of outlet to get people talking and just talk. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's the biggest thing that we've had an issue with. We have so many people so spread out and going back to the communication thing, I feel like we just don't get the chance to talk to each other and listen to each other's experiences. Mm. Um, Whenever we do get to meet in person, it's 
usually a lot of business. Mm -hmm. And when we have those opportunities to kind of just sit with each other and be silly and not necessarily focus on KKSI, but focus on us as people, you learn a lot about um, just people, the people around you that you would have never known before. And I especially within this last year, again, talking to people that I would have never had a reason to before has been really, really eye-opening. And I just want that to be an experience that everybody has the opportunity to get. Um, Really letting yourself be open-minded and letting yourself listen to people. Yeah. I love that. And you know, it's, it's, it, as you're talking about this, it reminded me a lot about this analogy that, um, one of my mentors that had shared with me. Um, so any, I mean, we're all band kids, but I don't know if anyone can remember that moment where, because we always heard, listen, 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 as you're playing, you need to listen. You need to listen to the rest of your, your section, let the rest of the band listen back so that you yourself can be actually playing within the music. You can actually blend in. Um, and that, ne- that never made sense to me. Like to me, it was like, I got to play, I got to play. It didn't make sense. How do I listen while while playing? It just it didn't make any sense. And when I thought back into that experience, like it was a very powerful experience when I learned when it, like something clicked and I was like, oh, I get it now. And that analogy of like, as a leader, as you're maturing, like you may not get it yet, but these constant reminders serve. Uh, these constant reminders are there to help you recognize the importance of listening you may want to talk you may be talking you may be the leader whatever you but the importance of actually listening so that when you are leading when you are doing your part you're actually doing it and aligned with the, those that you are leading those that you know who may not have a voice uh those who may need your voice but you actually need to listen and there's something very powerful about actively listening. And like you said, connecting with the other others and allowing them the time and space to share their stories, because we all have, I think, very incredible stories to share with one another. But when do we have the time to do that when we're so focused on like a chat meeting? It's like old business, new business, voting, old business, new business, voting, recruitment. You know, we have all these different things going on. When, when, do, you know, when do we have the time to actually listen to each other? And that's something that I think our members and our chapters have to be intentional about, about creating that time and space to listen to each other. So very powerful stuff. Okay, Joy, are you ready for these fun questions? Sure. <laughs> okay, let's go. What is your favorite color? Blue. Blue, well, okay. not, not orange? I like blue and I like green and I like teal. Okay. Orange, orange I tolerate. Okay. I have to. Gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, um, very cool. What is your favorite smell? Oh, smell. Hmm. I like... I like vanilla mixed with things. So like straight vanilla is very sweet, but like vanilla mixed with like mint or vanilla mixed with raspberry, like any kind of mixture of vanilla I like. What about vanilla ice? Does vanilla ice? (laughs) I think that's an artist. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure it's like ice ice baby, right? Who knows? We'll ask, we'll ask our, our elders. Um, I hope they're not listening. So what if you, or any animal, what animal would you be? Uh, either a frog or a sheep. Okay, the frog makes sense. Can I ask about the sheep? Okay, I, well, I guess to be more specific, like a ram, like a bighorn sheep. Ooh. I have had just, it's really weird to explain, 
Um, the short answer is that I've had multiple experiences and just things that have just popped up in my life randomly where it's always a ram. And I've just kind of taken to that being like, I like frogs a lot and like being a frog would be cool. But if I really had to like connect to an animal, it would probably be a ram. Okay. Uh, like I'm an Aries and, um, uh, okay. As one thing, um, there's just been like shows that have popped up for me and experiences where there's just rams everywhere. And I feel like it's just like a, there's some kind of weird connection there. I love it. I love it. Okay. So if you were any, hmm, from, are you familiar with uh, Avatar The Last Airbender? Yes. Cool. Which bender, what type of bender would you be? Uh, water. Water. Okay. What would be your, if you weren't water, what, what else would you be? Earth. <laughs> okay. Okay. I vibe. Okay. Um, let's see. What is your favorite meal? Oh God. Um, <laughs> I really, really like chicken Parmesan. Okay. That's like a really, really Italian answer. <laughs> I really like chicken Parmesan. <laughs> okay. I love that. What is your least favorite like food item? Like if it's on it, like, no, 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 I'm not touching it. <sighs> There's not really a ton of stuff. I absolutely won't eat. Probably cottage cheese. <laughs> Good answer, because same. I remember I tried cottage for the first time when I uh, when I got into school, and that was an experience. Okay, um, traumatized. What is your favorite? Do you have like a favorite book or like a genre that you like to read? Oh gosh, um, I. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an answer that's like not going to be super nerdy, but I, the one book series that has stuck with me since I was a child has been Warrior Cats. I don't know if you know what Warrior Cats are, hey. but it was this long, like super, super long series. And it was just cats in a woods talking and they each had their own like little clans and they'd have like disputes and stuff. But as a child, that was how I learned a lot of my conflict management skills. Not necessarily like the fighting part, but the just talking to each other part. Um, so like that's a that's a like joke that a lot of people make is just like warrior cat kids. But I that was a big part of my childhood. So that's just whenever I think of books, that's always my first go to. <laughs> So Joey's ready to throw down at any time. Okay. Okay. Um, if you had, if you could have dinner with any person, who would that be? Martin Freeman. I don't know if you know who that is. Not Morgan Freeman, Martin Freeman. Okay. I was going to say Morgan, but no. Okay. So, so I'm trying to think of characters. So Martin Freeman was um, Bilbo in the Hobbit. Ah. And okay. if you've ever seen the BBC Sherlock, he was John Watson. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so Sherlock Holmes, great show, BBC. I love Sherlock Holmes too. Yeah, but like, if I had to go with actors or just any person, I Martin Freeman. I just feel like he would have a lot of very interesting stories to tell. Mm. Um, and he might not be the most interesting person I could talk to, but he's again just a person that I just think of um, that I've kind of been fixated on for a long time. Um, I just. Okay. I feel like he'd have a lot of stories to tell me, especially just because he's lived in the UK his entire life. I just, that's a whole other realm of like culture. I've never really talked, like gotten to talk to somebody about or met. So I just feel like me having dinner with him would be a lot of, a very interesting conversation. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love that. So, okay. So do you, is there, is there like a celebrity crush that you have or would, would he be in or? 
I wouldn't say he's a crush, especially because he's older. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. I don't know. I admittedly, I'm not, I don't watch a lot of like live action stuff to really have any like specific person that I am, or even just like, I, I just don't watch a lot of like, real life things i'm definitely a a cartoon person (laughs) yeah okay i love that um so my last question here because i'm not allowed to ask about my spider question anymore um i like spiders though you like spiders i love spiders okay well then my question will definitely not work because the general the question i usually ask is if there was a uh, let's say okay the scenario is you're driving to a convention somewhere you're in your car by yourself for some reason and there's just, just a spider just drops down. What do you do? I mean, I'd probably let him chill. I'd pull over and then I would just kind of carefully like maneuver him and then just put him outside. Okay. Fair. Very. They don't freak me out. I don't know. Very different from my answer. Uh, but again, I will not speak it. If for those of who are, who are interested, you can go to literally the rest of the episodes to hear about my spider complex. Okay. So my actual last question I wanted to ask for the fun questions is when it comes to, okay, let's say that all the district officers were put into like the hunger games. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm imagining hunger games, all the district officers, but instead of like using like lethal weapons to like murk each other, you have to use something loving or sweet or cute or adorable to like win each other win each other over with love what would be your your weapon of choice oh geez probably one of my cats okay too good of an answer it was too easy dang it okay you know what that okay you win that's fine okay so thank you for your participation in our fun questions as i randomly come up with them um i'm gonna go to my last question if that's okay with you so of course I've, I've asked lots of many different, many different questions already. And I just really wanted to say my appreciation and share my appreciation for your willingness to speak on everything so far. Um, but of course I have this one last question and this is like the deep one. This is the big one. The one everyone's been waiting for. What piece of advice can you share with our listeners who would like to serve at a higher level someday? Somebody who may be searching for leadership opportunities or just potentially wanting to create some positive change for their community, their campus. What's your piece of advice? So it's kind of generic sounding, but just asking questions and reaching out to people, um, even if it's about something that you think is kind of small and silly, it, any question is a good question. And most of the time, whoever you reach out to, like regardless of whatever leader, like leadership position they're in, will usually be more than happy to talk to you and answer your questions. And just by doing that, even if you don't talk to them frequently, that's one more connection you've made and one more step towards whatever goal you might be going for. I love that. I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so very true. I, I mean, it's when you actually are, you know, when you worked the energy up to actually reach out to somebody, ask your questions and it's not as scary as you think, but I, I completely understand why people are scared because like, I mean, look at me, I am terrifying. Um, but I will say like, if you want to have, if you want to reach out to Jessica, like I wouldn't even do that Jessica Lee, because she will take literally 48 years to, to answer you. I'm just kidding. Um, she's loving. She's great. Please reach out to her, the rest of your national council, district council, district governors, because we all, want to love on you at this time. Okay. So Joey, so, 
so many thanks to you and so much love to you for, for joining us today and uh, for taking the time to answer all these questions and to um, put up with my craziness right now. <laughs> uh, so on behalf of the fraternity uh, and the National Council, I wanted to say how much I do appreciate and admire all that you're doing to continue to promote leadership, musicianship, and service, especially within your district, your home chapter. Um, and just wanted to say a huge thanks to our listeners for joining today. If you did like this episode, then please share, suggest our podcast series to another brother today and subscribe if you haven't already done so. If you didn't like it, please continue to come back. I will try to do better. Uh, we, you know, we don't do this to hear ourselves talk, but to share insight that hopefully could be meaning to you. Um, but the thing is, if we, if we want this to be better, if you want this to be more meaningful, we need your help. We need your help to find topics to cover, brothers to interview, brothers to be guests on this show. Whoever it is, please reach out. So if you do have suggestions, please reach out to me at bonco at kksi.org. That's B-A-N-G-C-O at K-K-P-S-I.org. Thanks again for joining us on KKSI Presents. My name is Bonco, your host, and I wish you all much love today. And as always, AEA. Hey, hey.